This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. We love it, folks. The show just keeps marching on. So much content. Bevel on back. Still more to go. Quite a bit more as we uh, work our way through hour two. We're here weekdays from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on AMI-tv and 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern on AMI-audio for the first uh, uh, broadcast of the show. Grant Hardy's with me today. Kelly McDonald here. Ramya Muthan is away. Uh, I am here in the London, Ontario home studio. Grant's at the studio, his home studio, uh, out in Vancouver. And on the third Monday of the month, we're visited by uh, Leanne Barda for our independent living uh, talk. And this one, Ramya and I recorded a few days back with her. Let's get right to it. Hi, my name is Leanne Barda. And I'm here to teach you all about independent living skills. Please join me on Kelly and Ramya. Leanne, uh, always lovely to have you join us. And when we start the year off, I guess we're thinking of different ways to uh, entertain or do things differently when it comes to entertainment. And we're always talking about inclusivity around all of these contexts, whether it be Halloween or the holidays of any kind uh, and things like that. And today, we're going to cover hosting a dinner party with vision loss. Good subject. Yeah, well, I figured, you know, now we're kind of getting into doing more uh, in-person things together and we're trying Mm -hmm. to find new ways to reconnect. And so... Um, you know, with something as versatile as a dinner party, you can do it with the theme, you can do it, you know, um, you know, as formal or as informal as you want. So there's a lot of different ways we can go around it. And uh, so I thought we would kind of cover, you know, things like the menu and dietary concerns, um, you know, what kind of invites to send out, supplies, etiquette, social factors, uh, O&M considerations, and of course, obviously, ILS. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, well, we'll get to as many as we can this time around, starting with the menu. Uh, my favorite part. <laughs> of course. Uh, me too. Especially reading it yeah. and especially utilizing it. <laughs> yeah, it was so again, so was so many choices. And um, I know for a lot of people in the vision loss community, uh, buffet style is one of the more challenging ones because not knowing what's in front of you and... Um, you know, how to serve yourself a particular item, especially if you're not familiar with it. So thinking about um, what's going to be the most accessible for the group that you have with you. So um, potluck might be a good one. So that saves costs for people. And then it gives people a chance to try a variety of things they may never have had before. Um, or you can maybe say, you know, tonight we're going to dine from all of things from, um I don't know, the Southeast Asian menu or a Filipino menu or, you know, just get really uh, creative and interesting. I love that because it is so fun to be able to do some other things that you may want to do and, you know, whatever is usable. And, and we as blind people, I know, you know, you sit there sometimes ang- with a lot of anxiety over, okay, it's not just will I like the food, will I not, can I get at it, how do, how do I do it? And there's a lot to think about, especially if you have people with mixed dietary situations. Exactly. So, you know, if you do have um, a crowd coming that has diverse, um, you know, maybe uh, dietary concerns or allergies, so maybe think maybe just do a simple cocktail and appetizers, Um, maybe just have uh, a variety of different snacks out available. 
Um, mm. You know, so you could do it kind of any which way. Uh, I know the new, um, you know, not so new, but making the rounds again are um, board game parties and uh, Dungeons and Dragons is making a new uh, resurgence. So um, lots of things you can do there. Mm-hmm. Right, for sure. What about uh, our budget? So, yeah, uh, I was going to say. Yeah. So again, depending on, um, you know, especially with uh, soaring food costs, can, how creative can you get? Oh, yes. So can we take the, let's say, the famous Costco chicken and turn it into several appetizers? Or can you turn it into, you know, maybe club sandwich sliders or, you know, just different ways to, to save some money, but still um, enjoy yourself? And of course, you know, if you wanted to outsource to um, a local restaurant that, um, you know, maybe specializes in things like samosas or in falafel or, you know, just different things like that, you mm. are a little more difficult to make on your own, but are still budget friendly. And this kind of extends into how we serve as well. Mm-hmm. Right, Leanne? Yep, exactly. So again, we talked about sort of like family style or table service where, you know, you have the host going around serving everyone. Or, you know, maybe having um, sort of like a precursor so you can say, okay, so now at the table we have um, potatoes au gratin at 12 o'clock and we have um, steak bites at 3 o'clock. You know, you can kind of, however is going to make the most sense to uh, to, the, to the people you're serving. Mm-hmm. Or you can just kind of put a variety of things on a plate and then... Um, again, describe it using the clock face so that people know kind of what they're up to. Are there any toothpicks sticking in the food? Are there straws in the cups? So just little things to be aware of just to yeah. kind of mention. And sometimes wants a straw to the face. Oh, no, exactly. Sometimes a buffet style is what uh, ends up making the most sense, but there are ways to make that more accessible as well. I find right. using different areas of the house, so like having, uh, you know, sweet things on this surface and drinks on this surface or like this part of the countertop is only for these things so that people have, uh, even for navigation, have a different idea or can have more specific ideas of how and where things are laid out. Compared to just like, here's the buffet, good luck. Yeah, and the things that make a mess of the carpet, we'll just keep those in the kitchen. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, All the things things that are red sauce are staying on the tiles only. I know. That cocktail sauce stays stays in the middle of the table. No red wine either. Um, If we were cooking and prepping at home, give us a rundown of these quick kitchen tips that we always discuss. Right. So again, you know, uh, finding your recipes online first. Now you can even just say, um, I the other day I didn't know what to make for supper, so I Googled, I have this, this, and this, what can I make? And it came up with a whole uh, slew of recipes that I could try. So I just kind of went with the most accessible for me and what I thought would be the quickest and uh, turned out uh, pretty well. So um, things like allrecipes.com is another really great one. Um, and what I like about that one is that it actually has reviews. So you can kind of see what people have done before and how they've modified it to make it better. So I kind of appreciate that. Mm. And then, of course, using our technology, like um, our Alexa Mm. and Google, sometimes the recipes are a little questionable, but especially, you know, now things like uh, ChatGPT, which can also sort of give you 
uh, some pretty interesting choices for recipes. So, <laughs> But the good thing about some of that is the hands-free. I know you're sitting there trying to work with seasonings or whatever. You get messy uh, as you're putting things in. It's really, that is one plus, isn't it? Definitely. So if you're going hands-free, um, that is sometimes helpful, especially when you're uh, touching things that could be, you know, can cross-contaminate like raw meat or fish or things uh, like yeah. that. So um, always want to be aware of that as well. Um, so now moving on kind of to the prep side of things, you want to maybe label all of your spices and ingredients ahead of time so you know exactly what you have. So for spices, for example, you can use, the let's say, your own audio labels like from NaviLens. You can make uh, braille labels or large print labels just using initials, whatever is going to make the most sense to you. And how about, because there's always a lot of taste testing and things mm -hmm. like that leading into the party sometimes as well. Sometimes you're cooking, people are still arriving. So there's got to be some etiquette around this as well, yeah? Yeah, exactly. So just say, you know, uh, dinner's not quite ready yet. So here are a slew of appetizers and here maybe start with a cocktail while uh, I'm still in the kitchen. Uh, just sort of take your time and um, we'll, you know, I'll be out in a moment with uh, things that are, are worth mm. the wait. Mm -hmm. And this is when our all our tools and gadgets like talking timers, talking thermometers, anything yeah. else uh, that you're, you know, going to make things easier on yourself with exactly. on the day of. Yep. And then always using our tray. So if we're measuring things out, then uh, whether it's wet ingredients or dry ingredients, if it uh, doesn't, if it's going to spill, at least the tray will catch it and there'll be one less thing you have to clean up, especially you don't want to deal with a, a messy floor. So if the tray is going to yeah. take care of it, all the better. Okay. Yeah, really wonderful. Now, again, we're often, as you guys were talking about, the whole, as things are getting ready, you're taste testing using that different spoon, using all your smells and touch to get there. But if you get a new appliance ahead of this event that you want some help with, Leanne, is it best to get yourself, somebody in your position to come on in there? Definitely. So if you know um, at least maybe... Um, a month in advance, that is usually a good rule of thumb, especially if you've gotten a new appliance. So like if you've got a new air fryer or a new convection multi-use oven or um, a blender, a new one to make uh, drinks, anything like that, please give us a call. We can go over it. We can uh, label it for you and go over the safety aspects of it just to make sure that you're you're feeling good about using it and you feel safe. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's right. move... And that yeah. And that in concert with your talk, your talking timers and, and so and on. And the gadgets, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Leanne, let's yeah. move to invitations, okay? These are things you got to think about when you're really thinking about a dinner party at all. Exactly. So you kind of want to think about the size of the group you want and, you know, who kind of would gel together really well and um, are you okay with your guests bringing a plus one or, uh, you know, just sort of thinking about all of those logistical things before you even send out that invitation. And so now people are um, pretty busy with all the different things they're involved in. So maybe having an invitation sent out three to four weeks in advance, it just gives people to kind of uh, plan it into their, in, into their routine and make sure they have babysitters if they have kids and, you know, just put all those ducks in a row. Mm -hmm. So that includes plus ones, date, time, location, obviously yeah. uh, RSVP deadlines and things like that. Very helpful. Yeah. Should we include... I had a friend who ran a serious Game of Thrones party and that required a lot of, you know, 
effort from guests as well. So if you're doing something very niche like that, probably put it in the invite, yeah. Definitely. So are you expected to wear a costume, bring your own fake weaponry, <laughs> bring your own Dungeons and Dragons dice? I brought uh, my you knife can't just bring chips and salsa. It's yeah, got to be Don't bring your, fork, your own fork and knife and then get fussy later. Yeah. No, no. You may need your sword for dinner. So just, you know, <laughs> be ready. Yeah. Okay. What about other supplies that you need to have as the host on hand? Right. So just some basics. So uh, napkins, uh, serving bowls, uh, some nice tablecloths that might add some color and contrast. Um, think about uh, disposable dinnerware. Um, I know now a lot of people are shying away from the plastic uh, knives and forks and going more for the wood or the, the bamboo. But uh, for some people who have um, some sensitivities to different textures like that, they may not uh, do uh, do well and it might set them off in terms of uh, discomfort from using those particular items uh, while eating. So just kind of be aware of, of, of those sensitivities as well. Um, having things like uh, drinks. So if you're making um, either cocktails or mocktails, do you have the right juices? Do you have the right mixers? Do you have all the alcohols, the soft drinks, the sparkling waters, all those kinds of things so you can make uh, mix and match drinks? And then of course, you know, the most important thing, your ingredients for your, for your meal. Um, do you have snacks like chips or pretzels or tortillas, salsa, cheese platters, you know, charcuterie, whatever you're going for. And yeah. then, of course, the cleaning supplies and decorations. Oh, okay. Yeah. And decor and all that stuff, I guess, could uh, come with a lot of um, assistance and support also from your side. Oh, of for peers. sure. Yeah. So going to somewhere like Party City and say, listen, I'm having yeah. a party with, um, I don't know, retro movie night. Mm. So do you have a section where I can find things like old Hollywood uh, costumes, feather boas? You know, do you have, you know, some things that would really make my theme come to life? Nice. And a lot of the times they're pretty good about stuff like that. Yeah, um, sure. Even um, some of the dollar stores now, um, there's it's incredible what you can find. Yeah. Leanne, there's a bit more that we could get to in February. Maybe people want to host like a Valentine's theme party. So oh. we'll pick this up next month um, because we want to get to the orientation and the hosting skills side of things as well. And not to mention, mm -hmm. we didn't even go through the different kinds of dinner parties you can throw, you know, how laxed versus how formal. So looking forward to uh, talking more about this with you next time. Thank you for the starter. Yeah, no problem. Looking forward to it. To cover, guys, with, with that conversation with Leanne. We just got into it. I won't say scratch the surface. A little more than scratch the surface. Maybe dent, but there's a lot more to cover. We had that conversation with her the other day, Ramya and I. And you can find Leanne Barda on the third Monday of the month right here on Kelly and Ramya. Up next... On Know Your Rights today, Danielle McLaughlin is going to discuss a class action lawsuit that has been filed in the Ontario Court of Justice against the Attorney General of Canada. We get into that conversation, Grant and I, with her in two minutes. It's fun, insightful, and inclusive. Kelly and Ramya return in a minute. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts. 